Handoff, Damian Williams trying to get to the edge, breaks a tackle, 35, 30, Damian Williams, 20, stays in bounds, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Kansas City! And Chiefs Kingdom, get ready to welcome your champions. Hello and welcome to the Arrowheads Abroad podcast. Uh, Duncan in the hosting chair today and uh, I thought I'd start with a little bit of an agenda for our for our podcast. Um, following uh, Neil and I's late night get together, I thought we'd first off find out how sober everybody is today for the podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we've got a full house, so we'll find out what Tom O'Neill thought of the, the Chiefs and Browns game. I thought we might talk about that tackle and um, hashtag divisional Dirty Dan. Get that work, get that trending. <laughs> Um, we might work out how many points we would have won by had Mahomes stayed on the field. Um, a little bit of Chad Henny appreciation. Mm-hmm. We'll probably look ahead to see how the Chiefs can beat the Bills again this season. Talk about our key players, talk about their key players, predict the score, and if um, we're still able, we'll have a think about the Packers and the Bucks. So, like to, a lot. so to that end, uh, <laughs> to help me get through this thing, we've got uh, Neil. Hello, hello. I've got Tomo. Hello. And we've got Owen. Hello. So first off, everyone, sobriety check. Uh, I was six and a half slash seven beers deep last time. Uh, what, how was everyone doing? Neil, start with you. Uh, I had a glass of red wine with me dinner, um, nice. but I, I haven't had anything since. So just I'm, to, just, I'm one glass of wine in. I'm okay. Just, just to level off. Yeah. Tom, what are you? Uh, I'm set up for a three-day weekend, so I have had two beers. Nice. Owen, you've just had a late uh, a late tea. What about you? Yeah, I'm currently on my second beer. I'm actually halfway through it now. So Nice. Well, drink us a talk. I'm just high on life. Um, <laughs> right. We'll not, we'll, not, we'll not take all those points. I, I wrote that earlier on when I, um, when I was thinking about how, how we might go this evening. And I realised, as I've said out loud, it's quite a long list. So I think what is important, though, is to... Um, everyone knows what Neil and I thought of the game. Uh, if they want to go back and listen to 40 minutes of uh, half-cut gold, it's, yeah, it's there. <laughs> um, what, what are your takes on the games? Uh, Owen, how about you? What did you, you think of the the match? I mean, it wasn't the smoothest game in the world. Um, it was obviously quite a, a heart-wrenching one for Chiefs fans watching Patrick Mahomes go down. Um, but having said that, I mean, credit to the t- determination of the rest of this team because the holy hell... Keeping out the, uh, in a playoff divisional round without your star quarterback for a quarter and a half is is some impressive work, and we did a really good job of um, stopping them when it looked like the game was about to turn around and 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 throw us out of the playoffs. So, yeah, credit to the rest of the team. Really, when Patrick Mahomes went down, the rest of the team step, uh, stood up. Tabo, what about you? Yeah, echo that. Um, brilliant. The the way that they responded to Mahomes going down was was really really good um, which is a great sign because he's done that twice now <laughs> it just scares the life out of you when you see him on the floor when he tried to get up and stumbled I honestly I, I thought he'd broken his leg or broken his ankle um, just because he couldn't stand up 
Um, it, was, it was really scary, wasn't it? But um, yeah, no, I'm I'm very relieved with uh, what we've heard since. It was just a case of trying to get through that game. Luckily, we had a bit of a lead, and it did feel like the momentum was swinging at that point. But um, no, it was it was it was a good team performance after that. I think to um, to see us through. Yeah, and I guess to, to to for anyone who's not just hitting F5 constantly on their various social feeds, it looks like Mahomes has practiced the last... This is Thursday we're recording. It's Thursday, right? Yeah. Thursday yes. we're recording. Yeah. Um, <laughs> time, man. Time just doesn't doesn't mean the same anymore. Um, and he's practiced... Well, limited practice the last couple of days. Um, although he is well, taking... Yeah, he's taken, all, he's taken all the snaps, but they can't say he's full practice because he's still in the concussion protocol yeah. they're only allowed to say he's limited yeah which is which is a good sign so they're either playing an excellent long con on the bills and we're rocking with um with playoff chad or um <laughs> or or mahomes is, is fit to play so um would, either, would you run chad would you run chad Helly out just for one play to start the game just for shits and giggles and then get mahomes <laughs> in the game as long as he ain't thrown a deep ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was bad. Uh, I mean, joking aside, I did see... It's not joking aside, that's a lie. Uh, it was a stat, which was... It, it's a naughty one, but it, it's a fact. Chad Henney, playoff yards, 64. <laughs> Derek Carr, playoff yards, <laughs> double zeros. Uh, fact is fact. Um, yeah, I mean, I was that... I mean, that's the... It's weird because that's kind of the the story of the game. I think I, mean, I haven't watched it back. That's the that's the, the I say that's a standout moment. It's it it isn't it isn't because that's kind of it's the headlines from the game. It's the obvious headline, the sort of face of the league, the um, you know the young star goes down in that kind of fashion. But like like you said, Owen, it's kind of for for me the the story from the Chiefs' point of view is if everyone else. Just kind of knuckling down, and I think the, the the defense had another really big game for me. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, like I forgot on my on my list, had Mahomes stayed on the field, I think we had them exactly where we wanted them. Uh, think they were playing a strange game. We spoke about it uh, straight afterwards. The Browns are. Like they they make the game quick, but they're slow. They just plod up the field, and I'm not so sure that they were going to do that much to hurt us. Had Mahomes stayed on, oh, we we had that game in hand at that stage. It, even when Henny started, like I thought we were okay. It was only when he threw the interception, mm. and they got the ball with eight minutes to go, and five points down. That's when I was kind of going, mm, if they go on a, a long touchdown drive here, and we've got two minutes left and we're down by three points to a trust tread any to drive us into field goal range and the answer's probably not um th- then i was kind of starting to get concerned but up until that point even with henny in the game nah, i was fine with it not a problem yeah I yeah think i think gone gone on you go Oh, I, th- I think I was the same, same thing as neil was gonna say really uh that interception i mean that was when i started getting a bit anxious um because it was just a, a crazy throw. It, 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 it like personified the whole effort Tyreek Hill down there somewhere meme that we've had with Patrick Mahomes under centre. And it just, I think Chad Henney just had a bit of that in him. Just, oh yeah, I'll lob it down there and Tyreek Hill, you should be able to get it. 
um, and it went straight into the arms of the defender. But yeah, as, as soon as as soon as they got that interception, I started thinking, oh no, here we go. But yeah, um, it was, happy it, of how they it was going. It was going so well, and we had the Tyron Matthew interception, which was brilliant. And it just that was the moment I just sat back in chairs like, yes, like that's that's the kind of game clinching moment. Mm. And then he missed the field goal, and it just seemed to just spiral out of control really quickly. I was kind of sitting there going, uh oh, like this is really, really big problems. Because, like you, Neil, I, I could see them putting one of those silly long touchdown drives together and then us doing a typical Chiefs free and out mm. kind of punt them the ball back, give it, and then all of a sudden we're, we're in trouble. Um, well, they, they just had an 18 play, like eight minute something drive. Mm. And you're kind of going, well, if they do that again, this is game over because there's only eight minutes left in the game. <laughs> um, so that that was where my concern was. That I, I thought the defense was starting to get tired at that stage, and like it, if they couldn't stop them there. But luckily, Chris Jones came up big a couple of plays in a row, um, and kind of screwed them over. But um, I, I certainly had my concerns that the defense was tired, and we might not be able to stop them again. And even going a little bit further forward in the game, where we had a situation where it's third and long, and Chad Henney's couple of two massive plays in a row where he nearly got the first down on a long run which was a brave unbelievable play that we needed and I think better than any passing play you could have drawn up there so that was about as ideal as that could have gone and then obviously the, the conversion but if, if we'd have punt if you say he incomplete pass there on third and long and you put them the ball they had about what was it a minute about and a minute. minute 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 and a half or something like that and they'd have been driving back down the field again. It's just like, oh dear, it was so stressful. But I, I was really, really relieved when Andy, after the play was over, the conversion, and we'd won, obviously, really, really relieved. But, oh, that was a nervy kind of... When he snapped the ball, I was I was taken so off guard. <laughs> like I think Romo had kind of predicted, oh yeah, they're going up to the line, they're going to pretend they're going to snap the ball. Da, 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 da. And then he was like, oh, oh, they've snapped the ball, there is a play. <laughs> and he converted it, which was great, but... Um, oh, that's, that's, I, I love I love Tony Romo. I could listen to him all day. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that, that's our um, Kevin Harlan moment from this season, isn't it? It's, yes, it uh, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's like it's a couple of years ago. I guess it would be in Romo's first season calling games. I'm not sure, but remember the um, the Chiefs Patriots. Uh, I guess it must have been the championship game. Yes, where Romo was basically doing calling the Patriots offense but Bob yeah. Sutton couldn't see or calling the Chiefs defense sorry <laughs> yeah you know saying this is what Brady is, is seeing here you know he's going to um, and this is how he's going to beat it yeah. so we've kind of got it in our head that he's some sort of like soothsayer so when he's standing going there is no way they are snapping this ball look at them they're not even not doing anything they're just just having a wander around and then and then that, you know, and then we all know what happens next. Um, I was like right after the game we chatted. I was like, it's a, it's a, it's a huge play. It's a huge play. That's about three yards, um, but it's perfect. It's uh, you know, it's everything that they, <laughs> that you needed at that point. Um, How would you defend against that play, though? I mean, it took something like a second and a half for Henny to get the ball out, and Tyreek Hill had five and a half yards of separation. Like, how, how do you keep close enough to Tyreek Hill? in that situation to stop him making the reception it's not even impossible I think that was the beauty of the play yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I mean 
the total that they sold it brilliantly as well. I just it, it it baffles my head that they've got that play in the locker where if we've just happened to really need a play and we've got fourth and short and everyone thinks we're gonna punt the ball, I've got this we've all just gotta pretend like nothing's gonna happen and then snap the ball, Tyreek really quick, like naught to you know, like naught to sixty in like point four of a second to the outside catch conversion. It was just it was perfectly executed. I mean, I'm plagiarising from other other coverage here, but from from what I can gather from people that um, that know more than me, they walk up and they are completely ready to call a timeout if they oh yeah if they have to. But Tyreek Hill's looking, you know, all he needs is six inches on the shoulder of the of the mm. DB there, you know, and he just knows that if he can, if the guy just gives him the the, the wrong look. That he knows he's got him, gives a little signal, and they'll snap it. You know that's all. That's all they need. Yeah. You know I, I. I reckon that if they'd, if they'd had to punt it, I think they would have been happy doing that. You know I think I think they probably the the defense was playing well. Actually, Chris Jones was, was um, had a good second half. His uh, new guy Turk Wharton. You know he had he'd a passed the ball back to Mayfield at one point you know I think mm. I suspect that if they'd had to to punt it back they might have felt confident of stopping Mayfield in a minute I, I did I see the, the win probability stuff the the difference between punting and going for it it, it wasn't particularly much difference because uh, I think the, the Browns had like a, a 6% chance of winning if we punted to them and a 0% chance of winning if we didn't mm. so it, it didn't make a huge probability they never really stood much of a chance anyway yeah I think they, it, it was going to be passing downs no matter what for the Browns wherever on the field they were I mean it obviously makes it slightly easier if you've got a shorter field but and I that's think, not I their think, strength I think you're right I don't, I, it, yeah their, their chance to win that game as you said Neil was after that eight-minute touchdown, uh, eight-minute drive earlier in the game, if they'd have put another one of them together and got a lead there, mm. that was where their chance to win the game was, I think. Yeah. Well, a win is a win, and it was a win. So we're on to the championship game now. Three uh, three years in a row uh, at Arrowhead, which is remarkable. Um, I mean, we you, you look at all the names that have played you know quote unquote dynasties we, we you know you know all the names of the guys who are the greatest ever and none of them ever did this um i think even that as an achievement bears um you know uh, bears what's the right word recognition yeah that's the one um although it's just it's strange because it feels it's a massive achievement but if it goes wrong on sunday it'll mean absolutely nothing i don't think um, so we should probably speak about how we think Sunday's going to go. Um, I think the Bills is probably the um, probably the best team that are not called the Chiefs in the AFC. Yes, agreed. Yeah, I, th- I think it's probably the game that we. Um, it's the game. That, it's a game that the neutrals probably wanted to see. I'm not so sure that we did. Although I probably, I think I, I'd actually. I had called the Bills um, Ravens game for the Ravens. I thought they had something about them that might just um, might just get past the Bills, but uh, I was wrong. 
the Ravens shut the bed. They were awful. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I don't think the Bills won that game as much as the Ravens just lost it completely. Um, it, it was no fun to watch. I mean, what was it? Seventeen to three, the the, the final yeah. score, and yeah. seven of those points were off of a pick six, and yes. a lot of it relied on Lamar Jackson going down injured as well, and they had their backup quarterback in. So, I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I don't disagree with you. Neil. I think it was more of a situation of of the Ravens just throwing that game away. Uh, I mean, obviously the injury is not not their fault; it's just a matter of coincidence. But yeah, that pick six really just hammered a nail in, really, for the Ravens. And I don't think it's a mistake that Patrick Mahomes is going to make in a conference championship game. When you've seen what he's done in the playoffs before, I just don't see him doing it again this time around. Yeah, and the, I mean, what I look at, I mean, it's impressive to hold the Ravens to, to only three points, right? But we know there's reasons with, with Lamar and, and all that sort of stuff. But the, the Bills scored 17 points. They also scored 17 points when... The Chiefs played the Bills in week six and we scored 26 points and that's going to be the difference is that you're probably going to play a Chiefs team with with Mahomes is going to put close to 30 points and 70 is not going to be enough. Um, we've proved that we can score points against their defence whereas the Ravens obviously didn't and if they score 17 points again on Sunday I'd be more than more than happy with our chances of going to a back-to-back Super Bowl. But the the approach they took last time we played them was basically just Pat Mahomes isn't going to beat us and if you can run the ball and beat us, congratulations. Well, mm. Edward Delaire had 160 yards rushing, uh, uh, so yeah, we can do that. So I, I'm curious to see how they approach it this time because you've already seen the end result of what happens when you try that approach against the Chiefs. So you didn't win and it wasn't really a close game. What what do you do differently? How do they approach it differently this time round? Do, do they become more aggressive on defence and say, OK, we're not going to let you run the ball? Um, I was looking... Where's my game book gone? The game book from that game, the time of possession, which isn't normally a great indicator of anything, but we had the ball for 37 minutes and they had it for 22. And in the second half... We had the ball for 23 minutes and they had it for seven. <laughs> now, if, if they... The, I, I keep saying like you have to turn it into a shootout with the Chiefs, but they basically hamstring themselves because we scored, what, 26 points, whatever it was. They had 22 minutes and we had 37 minutes to do it in. Hmm. Like They're not going to do it in 22 minutes. They're just not going to be able to score enough points, so you can't just let the Chiefs dictate the game like that. They're going to have to come out and be more aggressive, which in turn will open it up for Mahomes and the Chiefs passing offense, I would think. I think that's part of where last week went well, too, was getting a touchdown on the very first drive. Mm. Getting seven points ahead, I think, is, is, is massive. If I'm, I tell you, if I'm the Bills and I'm in the toss, I'm taking the ball. Yeah. This on Sunday, I'm going against. You know, convention. I think I'm taking the ball and trying to get ahead, just to put that little bit of pressure on. Um, I think if you let us get in front, I think we're we're. I say we're good front runners. Um, I'm not sure that's true, but I think it's hard. It puts the pressure on you to to to, to keep scoring points. Yeah. I think, and, uh, I think the the Bills are going to be under a fair bit of psychological pressure this weekend because 
the next game's the Super Bowl, and they've not been there in so long, 27 years or whatever it is. You know, having that knowledge in your mind, we've been there, we, we've done it, we've won it. And that to us, it's um, it's not quite just another game, but it's more just another game than it is the Bills who are like, you know, when are we going to be back in the AFC Championship game again? Um, you know, this is a, the best shot we're going to have possibly for a while. You know, that that psychological pressure is there on them that isn't necessarily there on us. Yeah, we overcame it last year. So the, the Bills are kind of in a similar situation to us a few years ago where you, you go into it probably not quite ready and then you hope to come back the next year and I mean hopefully that is the case um, we were down as well last year in our playoff game so that, that goes for us that yeah. if, if, if we end up down in this game a lot of the same guys are still there that were, were down in last year's game and we, we come back so um, you know you don't know how the Bills are going to react should we get off to a fast start and at least it's one of those situations where we, we can all watch on Sunday thinking even if we go down 10 points that we, we're still in the game whereas I think a lot of Bills fans if they go down 10 points will think it's game over Out of interest um, how many points do you think the Bills would have to be up at half time for you to start thinking oh this is this might be the nail in the coffin now 14. Who, who, who's getting yeah. ball at half? <laughs> no, say, say the bills. Say the bills receive first, and and we get the ball to start second. They'd have to be comfortably into double figures, mm. I think. Um, Seventeen points or something. It, it depends yeah. as well if it's if it's fourteen nil, and our you know we're three and out, three and out, three and out. You know, different. And if it, but if it's. Oh God! Not going to mass like twenty eight fourteen. You know, and we, you know, we've got a couple of scores on the board. That's different as well. Um, that's a in- really interesting question. I'd be more worried if it was fourteen nil, yeah, than I would if it was twenty eight fourteen. Because at fourteen nil, we've shown we're able to stop them scoring a lot of points, and once our offense kicks into gear, then I'd fancy us to come back and. But if they've put up 28 points in the first half, how do we stop them in the second half from putting up another 28? And then you're looking to try and get 57. And that's a, a different ask. So I'd be more concerned if it's high scoring and we're losing at half time than if it's low scoring and we're losing. The only worry is if Mahomes' is toes hurting. <laughs> He's immobile. Because well, that, uh, the other line could really be a revolving, revolving door. And that, that's another really good point because we we obviously all got worried about him about the top half of his body, but he was <laughs> he was really hobbled mm. with that toe. I think was it one of our players stood on him again. Yeah, we and still quite, called a speed option on yeah. third and one. But then that's <laughs> the one, that's the is that another play we scored similar to what we scored the touchdown with? I think it's yes. Um, yeah. What. Maybe maybe that's off the board now as well. We we don't we don't sneak and we don't uh, we don't roll out right like that. Um. Well, I'll tell you what I I was listening to Charles and Terrace on Monday. Well, actually, I was watching them because they're doing a, a live stream, and so hmm. on on YouTube you can ask them questions. And I asked them, does Andy Cole plays differently now 
if Mahomes plays compared to how he would have done as if if there was no concussion? Uh, and their basic answer was, if Mahomes is in the game, then Andy will call the plays as if Mahomes is healthy. If you're if you're playing, then we're just calling it a normal game. And if we want to run the options, we'll run the options and take our chances on what's going to happen there. I agree, but we haven't run a quarterback sneak since he got hurt. No. Um, no. I, I do think there's a difference. Like, so I don't want to say anything about Andy's play calling because that was some clutch, <laughs> some clutch play calling at the end. I'm just not sure about it. I get it down in the goal line. It's a it's a point situation where you you run that option. You've got two opportunities to score. And I get in the situation he got hurt on a third and one. And we went for it on fourth and one. Knowing that he was most likely going to go for it if we didn't get it anyway, I don't understand putting your quarterback in danger. Like we've got, we've got a running back whose job is lit. Like if he, if our running backs can't get one yard in two downs, it's it, that's absolutely appalling. But do you not think that's a concern? Like with with the O line being the way it is, do, is it an indication that he doesn't have faith in the O line and that he can just run? Daryl Williams straight at them for a yard that he had that he has to try to manufacture a way to get that yard rather than just having faith in the players on the pitch say just go out and exert your will and if you can't get a yard then you're shit I get it but in that situation that wasn't a game winning situation or a point situation that's a that's a third and one which could have been converted on fourth and one if he was going to go for it that play wasn't going to go for a touchdown in either Either the pitch or Mahomes keeping it, so I don't, I don't see the risk reward factor being high enough in the reward column mm-hmm. for me. When you've got two downs, which he was obviously going to go for, that that's just my personal, you know. I just didn't think like down by the goal line, great call. Yeah. But I just in that situation, we got two downs to get a yard. I think there's other ways you can go about trying to get it on the third down. You know. I think that he has such complete trust in Patrick Mahomes yeah. to execute everything correctly mm. and I also think that well I get the feeling that Mahomes isn't the sort of quarterback that plays well within himself he has to just be able to just have his full armoury at any time you know and I think that um, especially in the playoffs I don't think that Mahomes would necessarily respond well to having the ball taken away from him in some regards either mm. you know I, th- I think that um, that doesn't sound right but I, I just think he's got such faith in Mahomes mm. and Mahomes plays well when he's allowed to do Patrick Mahomes things that's that's when you get the best version of Patrick Mahomes yeah I think it also has something to do with Andy Reid's play calling I mean I think over the last couple of seasons obviously Mahomes is, is incredible talent has helped it but it seems like the Chiefs have always been able to zag when other teams zig. Like we we just do things that other teams just don't seem to be able to do a lot, and so that's why they do a lot of things off script and a lot of things you don't see other teams doing. Like with that fourth down call against the Browns with Chad Henney when when we threw it to Tyreek Hill. There's, it's just something you would you would never see any any of the other 31 teams in the NFL doing that sort of thing, and I think it has more of a credit to Andy Reid's style of play where he just likes to catch defences off guard and likes to do things that you would never see another NFL team do and it and it's been working so far so mm. if, if he can if he can stay healthy enough to play and play for a long time in the future then I, I, I say I say go for it let, let, let's do it and let's, let's be difficult and let's throw defences off 
it's just easy to say. Like hindsight, it's just easy to say. But the two downs that Mahomes got hurt on were times he's kept the ball. It's just, it's just one of those hindsight things. You can't, you can't start taking things out of the, out of the playbook for for potential injuries. I guess. I just it, think implementing them at different times would be more ideal. Just, I don't know. He's had sixty-two carries this season. Yeah. You know, he's had he's had one less than Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> and and you look at like Joe Burrow. He, you know, unfortunately got injured on just a straight drop back pass. So it's just one of those things. It can happen at any time, but yeah. Crazy stat though, he's had one less carry than heavy <laughs> on. I'll tell you what, he's had 50 yards more rushing as well. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> on Bell came in and it's, it's a little bit. It's kind of got the LaShawn McCoy. It's a bit of a mirror of that last season as well. Yeah. McCoy got quite a lot of work at the start of the season started dropping the ball um, and then Fred, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even think he had pads on for the Super Bowl um, and not, not that Levin Bell's dropped the ball I don't necessarily think he's I don't think he's let the Chiefs down as such but he's not necessarily come in and been very dynamic and it just appears that he's perhaps just slowly drifting down the depth chart a little bit as well well, I've been impressed with Williams. Like he's oh, man, yeah. he's run really, really well. Um, like he gets upfield in a hurry, and he's not afraid to kind of lay the wood on. He's done what I thought Clyde Edwards-Hilaire would do for the rest of the season. You know, he he's been a real powerful runner. Um, it makes you wonder about Edwards-Hilaire's season. Um, you know, my my friend earlier in the season was concerned about Edwards-Hilaire, and yep. you know. I don't see any great difference between Daryl Williams and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in terms of production. Well, he outgained Nick Chubb on the same amount of carries as well. Nick Chubb had 69 yards and, and Daryl had 78. Yeah. I'm just still not over Kareem Hunt, man. I, I think he's so good. Oh, well, he he did not. nothing in the game. This, this, oh. is, this is going to be a Kareem Hunt narrative-free podcast. That was uh, <laughs> yeah. just... That, that was so manufactured in that week up to, yeah, the, it was to yeah. the game it was just rubbish completely pointless we all know why he's not there um, yeah. it was his own fault it's just, yeah it was just a, it was just a that's this is where the internet lets itself down and let that let that become a thing didn't even become the, the anti and I was part of this as well with and I, and I was the anti narrative narrative became as bad as the narrative Oh, I mean, oh, I mean, just. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what we've got this week yeah. is, this, is the Sammy Watkins reserve, <laughs> revenge game this week. Um, <laughs> is um, he playing? Is Sammy Watkins going to play? He's limit, limited. He's been right? practicing. Yeah, he's practicing. Oh, great. Yeah. Although um, Pringle did alright. He didn't. Get, he didn't get that much. Um, I think it really very many flashy plays as such. But um, he's another one that's quietly. Never really let us down, um, mm. and I would be surprised if he's not around for next year. I, I think he's got Sammy Watkins' job next year. I I think they let Sammy walk because they're not going to pay him big money again. They're not going to be able to. Uh, and Pringle takes that kind of number two possession receiver role. He's got leave, it, it leaves Hardman where he is. Robinson will be gone because he's gash, um, <laughs> and so. <laughs> The, the, they draft a number four receiver, and away you go with those four. 
Yeah, I think Pringle will be cheap as well, and his contract's going to be cheap, which is what we're going to need. We're going to need yeah. to reduce costs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's the way to go. I mean, saying that, I think the Watkins could have a big impact on on Sunday. I think that. Oh, I hope so. I think yeah. that they'll playoff semi. Well, exactly, but you know, you've got Travis Kelsey having a worldy season. Uh, you've got Tyreek Hill, who, if it wasn't for Travis Kelsey, we'd be talking about how awesome his season was a lot as well. Um, and you can't cover everyone, so just wonder if Watkins might just sneak in there a little bit under the radar because he hasn't played the last few games. Um, he didn't play the last time we played them either. No. Um, I just wonder if they might. Um, he might just sneak in and, and be a bit of a difference maker. So you're you're taking the over on Sammy Watkins yards for Sunday then, yeah? Well, it depends how many they are. You're the. Uh, you got that. I, I, they don't usually have them out this early in the week. No. It's usually Saturday, but I, I'll have a quick look while you guys talk. Yeah. I guess for, for everyone listening, we all, in our WhatsApp group, everyone sends up a bit of a Hail Mary with the bookies every week, um, putting a fiver on and hoping to get retirement money back uh, from <laughs> Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. Um, we're all going to work tomorrow, so that's, that shows how well it's going. It worked <laughs> once this season. <laughs> Um, players, let's have a look. First touchdown scorer. Um, oh yeah, hang on, let's have a look now. Um, Tyreek Hill receiving yards seventy nine point five. Travis Kelsey ninety six point five. Whoa. Um, he's beat the over on some. Oh, pretty much every week. Yeah. These games, yeah. They don't have Sammy Watkins listed though. Uh, Stefan Diggs, 93 and a half. That'd be an interesting one. Yeah. What's Josh Allen's passing yards, 302. I mean, he's... Um, Stefan Diggs is the, is the guy for them, isn't it? He's the one that mm-hmm. yeah. we need to stop. Yeah, definitely. I think if yeah. we're going to, going, to win him, going to win the game, he's the one we need to stop. Tyron time. Tyron Matthew, all game. Double, double him with somebody <laughs> in Tyron Matthew. Yeah. Well, that would be Sneed. I, I, it depends on is Breland going to be healthy. Well, he got a concussion as well. That's another one that kind of snuck under the radar with all the Patrick Mahomes um, brouhaha. Um, oh, good use of brouhaha there. I like thanks that. Thanks very much. <laughs> I didn't, um, I yeah, I mean, out. he's in yeah. concussion protocol as well, isn't he? Yeah. Um, I mean, if he if he really did get a get a blow to the head, then I can't see him playing week on week. Um, so if he do, if he doesn't, do you move Sneed outside and put someone else in at the nickel, or do you leave Sneed in the nickel, and then who do you put outside? Charvarius Ward is not having the best second half of the season, mm-hmm. so I think you want you don't want him on their number one receiver. So then you've got Fenton or Hamilton. And I'm not Keys. sure. I I would struggle to name Bo Peak Keys. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah. Not I sure think... you'd want him covering Stefan Diggs. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, uh, not the best choice. Thorn mm. Thornhill can play a bit of corner, can't he? He can. Uh, I don't know, to be honest. Don't I've never that, seen him play yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of where it, it dives into Steve Spagnuolo's kind of creativity. Because what what I think the Chiefs have have shown over the last 
couple of seasons is um, you know the, the defense gets a little bit stick, and I think that's just overshadowed. I don't think uh, you know rather than bad. I think it, it, I think when it has a bad game, it's poor. But I think you could say the same about probably thirty-two of those defenses in the league. I think everyone mm-hmm. is liable for a for a poor game. But what I think that they've shown is that if you are a one-trick pony, Steve Spagnuolo is able to diagnose that and stop it. You know, you look back to Derek Henry last year in the playoffs, did very little last week with this kind of unstoppable tandem, um, you know, running backs, stop that. The Ravens game this year where it's like, oh, you know, Lamar Jackson's unstoppable, did nothing. You know, if you're if you're a, if you're what you need more than one trick to beat the Chiefs, yeah, I think, and I don't know if the Bills have that outside of their kind of because Beasley's a great second receiver as well. I just don't know if they have that outside of those two guys. They they don't have a run game. Oh, their playoff stats, right? So the two playoff games have played. Josh Allen has rushed eighteen times, and all three of the running backs combined have rushed nineteen times. <laughs> that that is not play. a recipe. For long-term success, you just got to keep someone having an eye on him at all times, because otherwise he is gonna gonna get away from us. I mean, you just get a spy on him. Just get but but to even then, his his eighteen carries, happen. his eighteen carries are only going for three yards a carry. Mm-hmm. So it's no, yeah. So it's not the worst situation in the world. No, he's he's more he's more likely to to run in the kind of, in the situation that Mahomes got hurt on yeah. a short on a short yard to get the first. Or at the goal line, then he has to take off in a Lamar style, you know, sprint for the sidelines. Yeah. Mm. And but he's he's huge as well, Josh Allen. So he's able to take yeah, contact. Big unit. Um, you know, and uh, and not lose the ball. So he's quite. I guess they're quite happy to to use him as a kind of pseudo running back, albeit in a different fashion to to what the Ravens do with him um, with Lamar. It's it's an interesting one because I think. Most teams say you don't want to get in a shootout with the Chiefs, and I feel like that's what the Buffalo Bills are kind of going to be good at. But I, I think you I do, though. Uh, I, I, say, I think, I think you do need to, to get do. into a shootout. Hmm. I think it, the only to team to the, the only team to beat us has been the Raiders, and they got into a shootout with us, and they nearly beat us a second time because they got into a shootout with us. Hmm. Everyone else has failed, like. Basically, yeah, exactly. And you think, I mean, Rams, Patriots, other games that Mahomes has lost. Yes, big, big but, scoring yeah, games. Exactly, the games where the Chiefs have had, you know, a stick for winning uh, by one score for so many times, not opening teams up in the offense the same way, not scoring so many points. But any time that we've kind of been strangled a little bit on offense, the defense has stepped up, yeah. and you know, has prevented the other offense scoring. So. This whole, yeah, I mean, the narrative that we're we're kind of reliant, completely reliant on Mahomes to to bail us out. I don't think that's true, uh, but I think that the Chiefs are perfectly happy to play to it and let that let everyone think that. And guys like Tyron Matthew, Chris Jones, um, Sneed, Frank Clark, making plays on on defense, kind of mm. a little bit under the radar. Sneed's so good as well. Like yeah. he's been it like that is a massive, massive hit that 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 draft pick. It's exactly what we needed from like what was it what, what round was, was Sneed? Like a fourth. 
third or fourth, 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 yeah. fourth yeah. that is the, the contribution we've got from a fourth round draft pick with him has been awesome this year at, at a premium position where you usually have to pay big yeah. money as well you know that come the next couple of years that's going to become even more important if you can get fourth round contribution on fourth round, oh sorry first round contribution on fourth round money then that's going to be enormous yeah and with hopefully eric denemy getting a job for his sake you know that that's a third round pick as well for us isn't it well, it's a couple of them well we're couple, down to, yeah. it's just in a bust for 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 Bien-Aimé now yeah there's not many options left now now that the eagles mm. job got snapped up yeah so we'll see yeah. but apparently, but apparently deshaun watson has thrown his toys at the pram because he wants to be anyway there yeah i say watson's throwing his toys at the pram but he's the noises coming out of Deshaun Watson or because he wants to be anyway his coach and he's not getting the consultation on the process um, so I, I don't know what that means I mean if I mean if Watson gets traded that's like a that's shockwaves around the whole I just don't know league. who can do it Jets or the Dolphins it's, you know a, I mean? it's a serious haul if you're going to do it mm. if I guess everyone has different views on on how they kind of see the, you know, the, the sort of valued draft picks, and I think if you have to give up, if you've got the cap space to do it, if you have to give up three first rounders, say three first rounds, to get Deshaun Watson, and you can afford it, I don't even think it's a question. I think you do it. Yeah, I would. The, yeah. the interesting, oh, yeah. the the interesting one is the one that you mentioned about the Dolphins, because they've got the Texans' first round pick as well. Which trading is a, it back. That's, which, that's all you're doing. Well, you just keep trading well, them it back. This is it, but it's a high, it's a high value draft pick. Oh, it's third, yeah. Well, so exactly. that is probably worth more, and you could probably, I don't know, have they got their own first round pick? Yeah, it's the down in the twenties. So instead, instead of mortgaging three years worth of draft picks, you could you could probably package those two picks and maybe a third round pick, and I don't know how far away you are. They they might you know. Well, I think the Dolphins have got the Texans second round picks as well. Yeah, um, <laughs> they can trade them all back. Yeah, you could basically say here's two firsts and your second back. You know, your quarterback's yeah. pissed off. Here you go. Here's a way out for everybody. Or have your first and second plus Tua, um, who was like a what if the third pick of the draft or what you know. Yeah, that's it's it's not as unreasonable thinking about it as as you think. It's no, just, and then. If you're the if you're the Texans, you've got a you do have a, you've got a big cap hit, take, uh, trading Watson away, but you get the Dolphins pick back right at the top of the draft, and you can get Justin Fields or what's the guy Zach Wilson, you know one of these yeah. one of these guys, and then all you've got to do is say right we've the the cost of a reset is the forty million or whatever it is dead money mm. that Deshaun Watson has on the cap. In that regard, um, it's not. It, it's it's it, it. sounds like it sounds a bit outlandish, but I think that when you kind of you hear the the coverage and some of the comments, and you kind of think that actually the way the draft is set up this year, it it's not as ridiculous as it sounds. Yeah, and I, it's it's a weird one because I think that 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 whole situation there um, is probably the reason they haven't got a head coach at the moment the Texans like obviously if I'm the enemy 
uh, like as much as I want a head coaching gig, I want to know what's going on there because if you, if if you walk into that building and then all of a sudden you've got a quarterback that doesn't want to be there and all that sort of you know like you're setting yourself up for a fail in your first first job. You want to know exactly what's going on and what situation you're going to be in. So it's you know I know he hasn't been hired for the other jobs, which is unfortunate, but like. I think for his own sake, he might just be better off hanging on another year, which sucks. But, you know, I, I don't understand why he hasn't got one of these other jobs. Yeah. They've also said there that the... Who's the guy who owns the Texas? Chad Khan, is that right? Yeah, he owns the Jags. Jags, he owns Jags, the Jags. Sorry, yeah. No, I'm, I'm off on... Uh, no, Cal McNair owns the Texans. I'm getting my stories mixed up there. Right. <laughs> back on back on track, Sunday, Chiefs... Uh, <laughs> Chief spells where we have two quarterbacks who are definitely not moving. Um, so who do you think our key players are? If we if we're going to win this game, where is it going to be won outside of Patrick Mahomes? Stopping Stephon Diggs. Yeah. Stopping that connection for Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. It's been lightning all season long. Um, so if you can find a way to limit him as much as possible. Um, they've got a good offence but without Stefan Diggs producing the numbers he's been producing all season I'm, I'm not sure that offence can, can perform as well as it has been performing this season so yeah I, th- I think stopping him and, and limiting the amount of times they connect completely agree <laughs> yeah, yeah totally agree with everything that, <laughs> yeah but I mean he had 46 yards against us in the first game I mean you'd you, bite their arm off for 46 yards yeah. from Stefan Diggs on, on Sunday I mean, I think there are some, certainly, I mean, Neil, you were chatting with the, the Bills guys this week, and I'm sure they'll yeah. point to mitigating circumstances. There was, they were, they were pretty short-handed, I think, in some, in some, uh, in some parts of the, the, the field. But whether those guys come back and actually win that game for us, I think that was a, that was very typical of our season where, for me, that game was closer on the scoreboard than it was Oh, it was never I'm a contest, sure. no, was it? They, they really? were at arm's length the whole time. Yeah. I think that the... Um, I think I heard a stat somewhere that the Bills give up more yards or scores to tight ends than any other team in the league. Ideal. Wow. Well, <laughs> the, Huge. It, it was funny because the two Bills guys were talking last night about like if, if they could scheme up the perfect defensive game plan... And like double cover Tyree Kill, uh, and they did name who who they thought possibly could do that, and double cover Ty- uh, Travis Kelsey. Then are our other receivers good enough? Uh, and I'm kind of thinking, well, who have you got covering them? Because like Sammy Watkins, yeah, McCall Hardman's going to get his touches, and like Andy's just going to run jet sweeps where Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are just running routes in the opposite direction to take your four defenders away. And McCall Hardman's got the ball heading the other way and he's probably got two defenders between him and the end zone. Yeah, I reckon he'll be all right on that. Um, yeah. you know, a, a trips look with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey with McCall Hardman. So you've got, yep. in, the, in their eyes, you've got five defenders lined up on the left-hand side of the field and McCall yep. Hardman sprints across the <laughs> okay. Yeah, good, good luck yeah. trying to stop it. Yeah, I'm I'm cool with that. If you want to try that, yeah, me me too, very much so. Um, but yeah, they were worried about Travis Kelsey certainly, uh, and being able to cover him. They they do have a good coverage. Um, Milano is a good coverage linebacker, 
but it, they didn't they didn't have a great deal of confidence that he could cover Kelsey. It's good um, enough to cover like one of the best tight ends. He's, he's good enough to cover the second best tight end in the league, but not Kelsey. Yeah. But so I heard there was another know, some general NFL podcast I was listening to, and they were, t- they were talking about the games last week. And I was like, "What's the route for the Browns to win this?" And they said, "Well, for if I was so and so, I'd take Kelsey out of the game." Good luck. So how? How? <laughs> like that's fine on paper, but how will you do that? Triple coverage. You can't. You can't. You can't and that will maybe work occasionally, but he will get free. The look Denzel at what Ward. He did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look at what he did to I, the for the for the touchdown he scored. Yeah, yeah, against, was, yeah, against Denzel, Denzel Ward. Ward yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's what I was referring to. Yeah, yeah. ridiculous play. Mm. How do you stop that? <laughs> right, and then he and then he just dives headlong through 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 Pringle to score. Brilliant. Fine. Mm. If if, they, if that's the thing, if, if teams want to do that, fine. Death by a thousand cuts through. Um, Hardman, Hill, Watkins, Robinson, Pringle. On and on. Yeah, but you, I don't think any tactic against this Chiefs offense is going to work for long. Like you, you might get half a game out of it. You're not going to be able to do in the second half what you've done in the first half because Andy will figure out what you're doing, and then he he already knows the counter to whatever it is you're trying to achieve. And once he sees what you're doing, then he'll just do something else and. Now you've got a different problem that you're going to have to counteract. So, uh, you know, if, if they triple coverage Travis Kelsey, fine. Uh, that might keep him out of the game for a while, but then you're opening up enough other options that they can't just ignore those options and just keep covering Kelsey, in which case then you go back to Kelsey. Um, we just have too many weapons, really. It's just it's, it's a really kind of redundant conversation. I think you're so right, Neil, earlier. It It's... It, we're talking about the wrong side of the ball, really. Well, the Bills are because there's no. How can you stop the Chiefs? Well, you can't. So what's the point? Like, you've got to try. You've got to try and do, like this game is going to depend on can Josh Allen put up enough points to beat yeah. Patrick Mahomes because the Chiefs are going to get there. So they're probably going to score thirty points in a playoff game that they need for the Super Bowl. Like that. That's going to happen. So. You've got to find a way to score thirty plus points. That that's the conversation that they need to be having, not stopping. They don't need to worry about how they're going to stop Patrick Mahomes. They need to worry about how they're going to score the points themselves. That that is, it's like you listened to me on the Bills podcast last night because that is almost word for word what I said. You you have to find a way to score thirty to thirty five points, and it doesn't matter how long it takes you to do that or how many possessions the Chiefs have, they are going to score their 30-35. If you want to let them run the ball and you don't want to get Mahomes, great, you've now got 20 minutes to score your 30-35 points in. (laughs) Um, Good luck with that. You've just got to not worry about that side of things. How do we get 35 points on the board uh, and make that your focus? And I think since... God, when is it? Since week... I don't know. So over the last sort of six to eight weeks, I think the Chiefs take out the Chargers game are giving up 21, 22 points on average. Yeah. You know, it's not um, like there is no blueprint to get to 30 points against the Chiefs either. You know, the, the Raiders did it twice. They got 31 and 32 and the Panthers got 31. They're the only teams to do it this season. Yeah. And so aside from that, we've, we've played against their 
Herbert, who is the rookie, the, the offensive rookie of the year, fine, he got loads of points. Yeah. Mayfield, who everyone is saying is transformed. Matt Ryan, um, Drew Brees, uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Tua uh, Tua Galova. Exactly. So those are some Hall of Fame names there. And Tua Tua Galova. It's early yet. But you know, they, they, these guys haven't, haven't done it yet, so there is no blueprint to get into that mm. point. No. If I'm the Bills and I score 30 points on Sunday and we lose, do you know what? If I was a Bills fan, and and you lose, you go, do you know what? Damn, that's we gave it our best yeah, shot. Exactly, but you don't want to lose 17-3 like the Ravens did. Yeah, you know, you stop the Chiefs for 17 points, but you only score three. Yeah, that that that's not a good look. But you put up 30 and you lose. There's no shame in that. Yeah, well, yeah we might agreed. not see them punting mm. very often. Do we want to do we want to call the game? Do you want to get some predictions? Uh, well, yeah. I I went thirty five thirty one to the Chiefs um, last night, so I'm going to continue with my prediction. I see no reason to change it in the space of the last twenty four hours. I, I think our defense has enough to stop them slightly more than they have to stop us. Uh, I'll go thirty one twenty four to the Chiefs. I, I don't have a great feeling about this game. I don't know. I think this is the trickiest game, and if, if there's ever going to be a stumbling block, it's this one. But um, I've just, just got to back them. I'm just going to back them. Yeah, I, I think this is going to be a, like a thriller in the first three quarters. I think we pull away in the fourth. I think it'll be about 34-27 to the Chiefs, but I think it'll be a nail-biter up until halfway through the third quarter, and then we'll just start putting on the putting on pressure on the gas and going. I think I'm I'm in I'm in the, I'm in the same ballpark. I think it's a one a one score game. Uh, I'm somewhere thirty one twenty seven. I think it's. Um, I don't think it's got blow it written uh, all over it by any stretch of imagination. No. But I think that we, I think we've got just about enough to to keep them to keep them away. Yeah, agreed. It'll be a great game. Like whatever score it is, it'll be a, a really good game, and it's looking oh, like a, a great one. I think it's a, it's a really good it's two two ga- two good games. It's probably over the you know with the the, the Packers and the, the Bucks. It's probably the best four quarterbacks from this season. Yeah. Great. Yeah. There's, there's other guys you could put in, but I think certainly the top, certainly um, add Rodgers into to the two we've got here. Um, you know, I think I think you've probably got some of the best teams playing, which is which is always good. You know, when you get to this point. Um, Teams are going to score points. Uh, it should be should be some some good games. Yeah, and this is truly, I mean, the old guys against the young guys now. With whatever the Super Bowl is, whether it's Bills going making it or the Chiefs making it or whatever, whoever comes out the NFC, it's going to be a old guy, old veteran versus new guy on the block sort of game. So it's going to be a great Super Bowl no matter who comes out of these conference championships. Um, yeah. We have a really good one, and also Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers' first meet up in in the playoffs, which should be great fun. Um, yeah, I can't wait. It's gonna be a great Super Bowl and, and conference games, no matter who wins. Who's got Monday off? Just out of interest. I don't. I'm in at nine. Yeah, no, oh, yeah I'm, I'm in, in at nine as well. I'm, I'm, I'm at. I'm, a, I'm in at half eight actually. <laughs> I'm in at half five. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, savage. That's torture. But you I stand up for the game, Tom? No, probably not. I'll probably just watch it the next day. I don't think I'll be able to, but I've got... Um, Sacrilege. I've got the Super Bowl off, so just just get to the Super Bowl, please. Yeah, yeah. I booked the Super Bowl off a couple of days ago. Well, 
I booked the Monday off. I was already off on the Sunday, but mm. I booked the Monday I, off a couple I, of days ago. I must say, I haven't booked it thinking the Chiefs are going to be there. I booked it because I want to watch it no matter who was there. Um, but obviously, ideal if the Chiefs are there. <laughs> I don't want to tempt fate in any way. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not I'm not booking anything off just in case. Um, yeah, I'm not yet. No, uh, yeah. It was a bit of a uh, a bit of a happy coincidence actually because it lines up perfectly with uh, me and my girlfriend's first anniversary as well. So uh, I got like, the oh. day off the Super Bowl and also uh, and also anniversary. So depending on how tired and hungover hungover I'll be, it'll uh, be another story. But <laughs> uh, yeah, at least I got it off work. <laughs> you can um, chat with Tomo on the uh, on the old hardware if you need any. Uh, Anything that sparkles. So can you, Duncan. <laughs> yeah, no, this is. Uh, to be fair, did, did Tom Trails come and get a discount off you? No, I've, I've worked. <laughs> I've worked with uh, diamonds for about nine years. So if anyone needs any help, hit me up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's uh, Tom O'Neary on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe a few years from there yet, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a ring. Yeah, well, not. Um... But you want him giving him a ring? You want to give her a ring? Yeah, true. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a ring about a ring. Yeah. <laughs> Sworn to, to secrecy as well. We'll not. We'll not podcast that week. We'll not tell anyone. Yeah. Um, no, that's that's uh, two two arrowheads abroad proposals we've had this season. Uh, it's um. It's contagious. <laughs> it's that winning feeling. Yeah. So on that note. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> We will um, we'll end it there. Unless anyone has any other business they want to to raise. No, I'm no, good. For me. No, no good. other than that, um, I guess just enjoy the game, everyone. Um, find us on all the social medias. We're at KC Chiefs underscore UK. Um, we're on Facebook and Instagram as well. I'm not sure how to put the addresses out there. Just uh, arrowheads abroad. Just look up arrowheads abroad. Yeah. Google us. You get it. Um, Stick a five-star rating in as well if you want on um, wherever you're getting your podcast from. That would be much appreciated as well. And um, hopefully we will speak next week as Super Bowl... um, Are you Super Bowl finalists? Participants. Participants? Yeah, participants (laughs) probably good, yeah. That's a bit underwhelming. Super Bowl... Super Bowl bound. That's the one. Oh, good show. Yeah, good show. Yeah, Yeah, I like that. Yes, exactly. So... On that note, from one kingdom to another, we will speak next week.